Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. What do you get when you pretend an AirPod and a fidget spinner had a love child? You get yourself something called Spin Pods. That's right, Spin Pods. These little babies have 5.3 Bluetooth, awesome noise cancellation, touch sense capabilities, and they are sweat resistant for those intense workouts. Spin those babies while you're listening to music, getting your study on, watching TV, or catching up on some reading. Pick up your pair of spin pods at a great affordable price over at solitaryexchange.com. That's solitaryexchange.com. Com. Be also sure to follow Solitary Exchange on Twitter at Solitary Exchange. Pick up your pair of spin pods today over at SolitaryExchange.com. It's time to sit back and check out the RCWR show with Lee Sanders. Get fun, in-depth coverage and analysis from the latest in professional wrestling in AEW, WWE, NWA, Impact Wrestling, or the world of entertainment. From hit TV shows to your favorite sports like the NBA or NFL. All things music, movies, and beyond while trying to make sense of this crazy world we live in. All while keeping it honest, insightful, and interactive since 2011. And now your hosts, live from the nation's capital of Washington, D.C., Lee Sanders. Hey, what is going on, kind of people? It's the return of your man, Lee Sanders. The RCWR show talking about that good old wild women of wrestling. Welcome one, welcome all. I know I've been gone for a couple of weeks. I know we had WrestleMania. I was also sidetracked with a couple of papers, school related work wise as midterms are a little bit past that. It's pretty much now getting down to the wire for the ton of classes I'm starting. Now, most people would enjoy a nice summer break, but I'm pretty much just steamrolling through it. I'm usually taking uh, a few classes during the spring and summer, so I'm pretty much all year round, really. So I get a couple of weeks off in, in a little bit, but yeah, your man basically was busy, so we weren't able to stay on top of, wow, these past couple of weeks, but we're back on the saddle again, definitely going to be riding it on out. 
Hope you guys have been great in between. I know over the weekend we had put out a really great episode. Speaking of Wild Women of Wrestling, we put out a really great conversation with BK Rhythm, a.k.a. Killer Kate. If you guys did not check that out, it's actually available on demand and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to check out the webcast version of my chat with her, webcast version of that is available on demand via YouTube and the audio version of it is available wherever you get your podcast. It was awesome chatting it up with her. That's not the only the only guest that's going to be stopping by the show. Make sure you stick around. I have a really cool announcement for you guys later on during the show. But hey, for now, let's go ahead and talk about this weekend's Wild Women of Wrestling episode that had dropped in syndication for the weekend of April 15th, 2023. By the way, did you guys pay your taxes? Did you pay your taxes? Your taxes were due now. It is Monday, the 17th at the time that I'm recording this right now. And I believe that as long as you have the postmark date for today, you should be able to still get that bad boy in on time. But you might want to check with your local, uh, I don't know, state city affiliates. Maybe that's the best way I can say it to make sure that everything is on the up and up. All right. Speaking of BK Rhythm. Again, really great conversation we had with BK Rhythm, too, of Wild Women of Wrestling. And I was checking out some of the feedback online and a decent amount of you guys. I haven't seen one negative thing. I shouldn't say a decent amount. I should just say everybody that I've seen that's commented, gone out of their way to either check out the interview or just check out some of the highlights. Nothing but praise for that conversation with BK Rhythm. So appreciate you guys that went out of your way to check it out. But speaking of BK Rhythm, what a great way to open up the episode for this week's Women of Wrestling. Then with BK Rhythm taking on Kita Rush. It's funny because when me and BK were talking about, hey, who's some of the girls on the roster that you've loved facing so far and who would you ultimately like to face? And she talked about how she's faced Chantilly Chella a couple of times and she really, really loves working with her. And she said also, as far as future goes, definitely would love to lock it up with the beast. Hey, she's a former wild women's champion. That's definitely somebody, but we teased a little bit there the match between herself and Keita Rush. And that was another one that she said was really good. And you know what? It did not disappoint. I actually love that as a really great opener for this week's wild women of wrestling. It's hard to believe that this was episode number 31 that had dropped. Episode 31. It seems like they're not taking any type of a pause anytime soon, at least that I'm aware of. If there is going to be such a thing as a season finale coming up and they're going to take maybe three months off and be four months off, it seems like that is not in sight. So shout out to you guys that may have a little bit of intel of this is just going to continue to be a new episodic series, you can definitely slide into my emails or email me and let me know what the full one is on that. And who knows? I, you know, sadly, I don't think if we were able to interview 
any of the talents for a while. I don't think they would, even if they knew, I don't think they would be allowed to discuss that. That seems more of a David McLean, maybe a AJ Lee, a Jeannie Buss type of question. That, that seems like a question geared more towards them and everything. But I enjoyed this opener between Keita Rush and BK Rhythm. We saw BK Rhythm get a rare victory here. You know, and I love how this match opened up because normally we see a BK Rhythm that's out there. And I, your man didn't have the heart to bring up, hey, you know, we, we see you a bit on a losing streak here. So far, you're two for 13 and, and women of wrestling, but yet all your matches are so damn competitive, right? I, I didn't have the heart to bring up the losing streak. I, 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 trust me, it was written down. And I could have gone there, but I just didn't want to go there. I just didn't. Uh, so to see her pick up a rare win here. So if you're keeping track at home, she's now been involved in 14 matches. And out of those 14 matches, including the one with Keita Rush for a total of 14 matches so far, she has now improved her record to that should be three and uh what's that three and uh 11 no 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 three out of okay if she's had 14 matches 13 12 11 so actually no she's three we'll just say she's three out of 14 how about that she's three out of 14 just leave it at that so i i mean that's pretty decent right i'm sorry but at the time i'm doing this it, you know i still got a little bit of cobwebs i'm trying to shake off of <laughs> you could you could say i'm having a charles barkley murmur uh, moment right now Ernie, we don't count numbers here on this show earn it okay but um yeah so she picked up a rare win and you're looking at this you're going okay well maybe there's a little bit of hope yet for BK because after all when she was going into this match my god she normally busts out a long lengthy rhyme and she just said yo I'm not going to even bother this week she just got right down to the action I loved seeing that more serious demeanor coming from BK right I, I think now we're starting to see that change in her character where Hey, man, that's all good that you're continuing to talk trash and everything, but you got to back it up. And if you can't essentially back it up, you're just being made to look like a buffoon. Maybe say little, say very little and maybe talk good smack once the job is done. Right. There's time for celebrating once the job is done. OK, and I, I really feel that that's the direction that BK Rhythm is now taking herself. She's being two times more harder on herself in storyline. And uh, I tell you what, going up against Keita Rush, I enjoyed this single singles match. I got to say when it becomes available on Women of Wrestling's YouTube channel, definitely go out of your way and check that match out because I thoroughly had enjoyed that. Meanwhile, we had saw some montage footage of Candy Crush at a gym as she was training and everything, helping out somebody. And we saw Princess Aussie make an appearance there and Crush sparked up a little bit of conversation with her. This was a nice little touching and bonding moment here because Princess Aussie was 
talking about how it just seems as though every single time she tries to climb her way to the top in becoming a wild women's world champion, something always seems to stop her. There's just but a certain limit that she can get to. And it's very infuriating. And she also talks about just briefly the past experiences that she was dealing with with Siren, the voodoo doll. Of course, Candy Crush can relate to it very well. And so we saw a nice bonding moment that went down with these girls to the point Candy Crush said to her, you know, so you do a little bit of boxing. And it turns out Princess Aussie used to do a a bit of amateur boxing herself to some extent. And that really made the two of them really click and Candy pretty much said, hey, look, I'd be more than willing to help you out. I'll I'll train with you and everything. So it was it was a nice little bonding segment that pretty much was a great segue into seeing Candy Crush and one on one action against Genesis of uh, of Exile. And remember, in regards to Exile, Malaya Hosaka no longer with that stable. She has pretty much to quote a Fleetwood Mac song gone her own way. Right. Go your own way. She's pretty much gone in that direction. So it's kind of hard to at this point decipher who exactly is the leader, the new leader of Exile. If it's one or if everybody in that group is acting as one voice, they're all making the decisions behind the scenes. But when it's all said and done, by the time they come out collectively, they are going out there with one voice. It's kind of hard to really figure out what's going on right now. I think at this point, the only way we're really going to know what the 411 is, is by David McLean getting in there interviewing the girls finding out what exactly is on the up and up ice cold i'm filling her with this group and i love the slight subtle change that they've done with her outfit within recent weeks they've given her more of a darker tone with her outfit i don't know if you guys have noticed it but it's a very subtle subtle approach and remember in the past she used to come out to in addition to that, she would come out to some type of a a fluffy, detachable, slight, light, ice cold, um, uh, sky blue kind of skirt or whatever. And she would usually be able to take that off quite easily. And it's interesting because I think I think the package is almost complete with the look that she has and everything. But I think they need to go a step darker with her attire to really try to complement what's going on there with members of exile you hear my puppy barking because uh mother-in-law is just now coming into the house i apologize about that in advance hey hey anything can and will happen when you're checking out the rcwr show and if you guys know about my furry little daughter in some form she stays crashing the scene here uh when it comes to the shows whether it's by barking or she's as you guys point out Doing something in the background that's got you guys kind of curious here. I like it personally because I think she helps out with retention time, quite honestly, when it comes to the YouTube video. So I actually don't mind it whatsoever. But anyway, uh, yeah, but her attire could use a, a, you know, just a slightly bit more of a modification. I like the subtle touches. Whoever is in charge of the costume designing there and at WoW, I like the subtle touches that they've been doing with the costume. But if you were to ask me straight up, I would ultimately like to see the costume go in a 
not necessarily a pitch black, but definitely in such a way where when you look at Ice Code, you definitely think, oh, yeah, she is part of that exile stable. So I would ultimately like to see that, you know, but they seem to be going you know, really without a, a, a voice, it, it's just pretty much anything goes with this respected stable. Kind of interesting what's going on there. Candy Crush picking up the win against Genesis. Decent match for uh, what is it was worth. We did see some constant interference that was going on there from Ice Cold uh, and from Exodus. And I was very surprised that after the segment that we had got where we saw Candy Crush and Princess Aussie bonding, that Princess Aussie didn't come out during the match to try to help balance things out. It actually wouldn't be until post-match when there was a three-on-one beatdown and we saw uh, Princess Aussie come out there and that's when Exile had scattered. Challenge was laid out by Princess Aussie. Yo, we'll take you on. Let's do a tag match. Now, whether or not that would be going down for next week, I do have the full card, it looks like, for all the matches that's going to be coming up on next week's WoW, which is going to be episode number 32. So stick around for that. I'll go over the whole card as it stands right now. Usually, you guys know by now that I check out enough episodes of Women of Wrestling. They usually just give us about four episodes. Meanwhile, one of my favorite segments of this episode, we got a Beast update. Beast has been training very hard with Jungle Girl. Uh, she's looking better than ever. She looks pretty well rested. She looks jacked up. Homegirl looks ready to go. She seems to be, if not at 100%, damn near it. So it was great seeing her. Just the sight that, oh, wow, it's the beast. That lets us know that her return is drawing near. And hopefully with that, we'll start to see some type of a investigation by Beast and Jungle Girl as, hey, you know, last time you saw us, this is what had went down. Remember that footage I was talking about? Remember what I said several episodes back, and I've stayed on top of this. Who benefits the most out of an injured beast? It would be none other than Lana Star. And you got to rewind it all back to what was going on the previous season with Beast and Lana Star. It just writes itself so beautifully. I'd be shocked to see if it went in a different direction. Keep it moving along. We're almost done here. Uh, we had Siren and Holla did in tag team action against Chantilly, Chella, and Foxy Fierce. Siren and Holla did picking up the win with the voodoo driver. Who do the voodoo that you do, that you do, you know what you do. You make me want to shoot. Uh, yeah, a little salt and pepper. Anyway, um, you know what? What really stood out to me the most from this tag match, I'll give you a positive and a negative. The positive, Chella Fierce work extremely well as a tag team. They are just oozing charisma i like it there's some teams you look at and you go yeah that feels forced and then it just, it just does not feel organic whatsoever it feels like something's being manufactured you feel where i'm coming from whereas when you look at a team like chella and fierce that's a beautiful thing i like about women of wrestling by the way there's great plug and play that they do with the whole roster and i briefly had talked a little bit about that with BK, more specifically about her and just how versatile she is with her, 
she's put into a singles match situation or she's put into a tag team situation. She is just so versatile and able to adapt. Not everybody can do that is my whole point. You got those. You know what? You're good for just singles matches. Okay. You know what? You're good for just backstage segments. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just utilizing a person in their greatest strengths and trying to mask their greatest weaknesses at the same time. But in the case of Chella and Fierce, who we all know, where do you want them to do singles matches or you want them to do tag matches? They are great plug and play cats. And, and But here as a tag team, they thrived extremely well. I definitely would like to see David McLean and crew continue on with this tag team. And, you know, they could be a future wild tag team set of champions. You all need to watch. Now, I said I'll mention a negative as far as a negative goes. Some of the. um Acts of defense that was coming from Siren and Holiday. Not so much Holiday. Holiday, a veteran, but more so Siren. Man, Siren was dropping to the canvas way before a move would even happen to her. You know, her anticipation of it was just off by like maybe. <laughs> was just off by, by like five seconds. Like sometimes you'd see a drop kick getting ready to go down and Siren would just already drop on the ground. And you're like, wait a minute, nothing even happened yet. What the hell, right? So her timing was a little bit off, but to give her a bit of an exit, it has been kind of seldom that we've seen her uh, in some form of in-ring action and tag team action is definitely a good way to try to mask some of that rust and everything. But I'm, I would like to believe, cause I've seen Siren perform more efficiently in the previous seasons. I would like to believe that the longer this current season goes and she's given, you know, more opportunities to, uh, you know, get in there in the ring you know, you got to remember what we're seeing. This is being done during the course of a couple of days. But, you know, I would love to believe that the more the repetition, right, everything just starts coming back naturally and and then some. But, you know, that's the only negative I, I, I really have for that. So looking at these first three matches so far, Keita Rush versus BK Rhythm, I would give that a respected three out of five. Genesis versus Candy Crush, um, I'll probably give that maybe a respected two out of five. Hey, I appreciate the attempt uh, for Siren and Holiday taking on Chella and Foxy Fierce. Uh, I could, I'll give that one a two as well. Uh, eh, two and a half. I'll give that a two and a half out of five. Main event match, Princess Aussie taking on Chainsaw. Ah, uh, it was all right. It, it, it was all right. I've, I've got nothing personal against um, Chainsaw, but with Chainsaw, you know, it's just going to be a, a certain type of moveset when it comes to Chainsaw. You, you feel where I'm coming from? So I did like the finish to the match, though. I will admit that because the way that this was essentially booked Okay, if you want Chainsaw to come off as a savage individual and everything, then yeah, put her in a position where she's not going to abide by the referee's rules. Put her in a position where she's going to snap or whatever. And that's literally what happened because we saw in the final seconds of the matchup, Chainsaw had Princess Aussie in some type of a rear naked chokehold and the referee was counting her down or else there's going to be a DQ. And 
chainsaw didn't abide by the rules. And so Princess Aussie won via DQ. So I thought that was a nice way to go off the air while, you know, essentially the torturing was still ongoing, basically continuing on this program that's ultimately going down with Princess Aussie, Princess Aussie and um, Candy Crush. And then on the other side, you know, you've got the whole chainsaw mixed in there with a little bit of voodoo, you know, mixed in with, right. So I like how everything just basically intertwines when it's all said and done. So, but relatively pretty solid episode, decent episode, fast hour, um, as usual of women of wrestling. Now, as far as some wrestling related news, we can get into real quick for you guys. I did tease the card for next weekend's wild women of wrestling, which is going to be episode number 32. Check this out. Amber Rodriguez takes on Steffi Slays. Meanwhile, G.I. Jane and the Disciplinarian, who are going to be accompanied by, accompanied by Samantha Smart, are going to be taking on Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara. And remember what Samantha Smart has been doing there with Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag there and essentially getting the uh, tow truck Getting it towed. I mean, isn't that funny? Getting a tow truck towed. That's just hilarious right there. Meanwhile, Sylvia Sanchez and Vivian Rivera, accompanied by Sofia Lopez, they'll be taking on Jesse Jones and Americana. And in your main event, Lord have mercy, Liea Makoa, Tiki Chamaro, and the Tonga Twins, Kona and Chaos, take on Penelope Pink, Vicky Lynn McCoy, and Miami's Sweet Heat. That is going to be, can you say banger of a main event? Definitely going to be solid main event. Got some ratings for you guys. Shout out to the good folks over there at WrestleNomics. They've got the latest ratings breakdown for episode 26 through 28 of Women of Wrestling. So check this out. The episode 26 that aired on March 12th did 315,000 viewers in syndication. That's actually up from 306,000 on March 8th. The rating was a 0.8. Let's see here. Next up, episode 27, which aired on March the 19th, had 238,000 viewers and a 0.4 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. Meanwhile, episode 28, which aired on March 26, did 259,000 viewers and did a 0.3 rating in the demo. So not too shabby. The show has been averaging over 300,000 viewers since December, but these knocked that down a little bit to 288,000 viewers with a 0.5 rating. That's that's for look. Weekend syndication. That's not bad whatsoever. Not tripping over that. Congrats to WOW as they have striked a deal with the Women of Wrestling syndicated MX player in India. Uh, you can read about that on their website. It looks like that's something that's going to be happening for the Indian audience beginning April 8th, 2023. So check that out. And other than that, that is pretty much it for Wild Women of Wrestling News. This go round. Um, I know that there is a new documentary and something else that's available on Pluto. I just haven't had the time to watch it yet. But now that things have finally started to slow down and I can catch up on some uh, wrestling, non-wrestling related stuff. 
I will definitely be watching it this week. And when we get ready to do the next Wild Women of Wrestling recap for you guys, I will definitely talk about it right here on the show. Meanwhile, I'm going to be sitting down with Wow Women of Wrestling's own, the champ herself, the current Wow Women of Wrestling world champion herself, Penelope Pink. Yes, I will be chatting it up with her this Wednesday. So when you see the thread posted on Facebook and YouTube.com forward slash the RCWR show communities tab, post your questions. Let me know and I will forward them to her to pick her brain and everything. But that's going to be going down this Wednesday. Looking forward to it. I believe that's going to be the first time ever in our show history because we've been at this since 2011. I believe that's going to be the first time that we would have ever interviewed a current world champion, a current active world champion for a promotion. I got to go back in the analytics and check up on that. But I believe it's, it's definitely the first time that we're interviewing a current women's world champion for a promotion. But as far as just just in general, that part, I would definitely need to research. But I'm pretty sure it's a first in both respected categories. Meantime, be kind, rewind, check out previous episodes you might have missed on demand and on the downloads, wherever you get your podcast, just search the RCWR show. As always, I am on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Use the keywords, the RCWR show. I'll be back with you guys Monday night, April 17th, 2023, after WWE Raw goes off the air on the East Coast. So hop on in with that. We'll get into the very latest of wrestling news, entertainment, and beyond. You know how we do it. Get at me on Twitter, Facebook. YouTube, use the keywords, the RCWR show. And until next go round, wishing all of y'all to be safe. Most importantly, be kind to one another. And I will see you guys next go round. Adios, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening. An Infinity One Productions presentation. Keeping it honest, insightful, and interactive.